Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And hi there. How you doing? Good morning. Welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts at 9.06 here on this eighth day of March. Our last day in studio here for a little while. We'll be in Chicago the next two mornings doing our show up there in the Windy City with the Big Ten Tournament. The Big Ten Tournament actually gets underway today with two games later tonight. Wisconsin-Ohio State and Minnesota-Nebraska. Illinois plays tomorrow night at 5.30. So we'll do our show from up there and then go do the game and hopefully stay a few days in uh, Chicago. That's the goal anyway. How you doing? 9.07. Right now we're at uh, 38 degrees. Got a little chilly. Uh, the wind yesterday was just made it really colder, I think, than people, especially um, colder than what people thought it was going to be, and partly because it was so warm the uh, two days before. High of 48 today, low of 34 tonight, 44 the high tomorrow with a chance of some rain. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us talk at WDWS.com. Open line for most of the show today, 1040. Uh, about that time, we'll have the Parkland College Theater in there presenting The Good Doctor over at the uh, Parkland Theater over there at uh, Parkland College. So uh, we'll have that for you at 1040, just to kind of close out the show. Again, tomorrow we'll do the show from Chicago. We'll talk a lot of basketball, I'll be honest, over the next couple of days because that'll be the focus, the Big Ten Tournament heading into Selection Sunday. State Tournament starting here uh, tomorrow for the boys here in Champaign. We talked to Mike Kuhn about that yesterday. We'll talk to Colin Likas, digging a little more about the uh, actual teams, including Tuscola, playing in the State Tournament here coming up uh, in the next few days, uh, starting tomorrow. And also uh, joining us tomorrow, Mike LaTulip, who you've heard on our pre- and post-game uh, coverage. If you haven't, uh, he does a terrific job with Evan Kahn and, and Scott Beatty, uh, breaking down all the games. So we'll get his thoughts uh, on the Illini and Penn State coming up tomorrow. And then whatever else we can come up with. I think Trent Meacham's going to join me on Friday. Uh, win or lose, we'll talk basketball after the um, – game on Thursday night, and we'll do open line during that whole time, too. So it'll just be remote broadcast with a lot of basketball talk and some other things mixed in as we go here uh, in the next couple of days. So we'll talk to you from Chicago tomorrow. And then next week, uh, we'll do a Monday morning quarterback show here, and then after that, I don't know. I don't know where we'll be. It depends on where they send us. 
for the NCAA tournament. So uh, stay tuned for that. Enjoyed uh, last night. I was over in Danville at uh, Crossroads Church, the Vermilion Valley FCA. I was their uh, speaker, one of their speakers last night. They had a presentation, outstanding presentation, big turnout last night. That was an outstanding setup and a terrific stage with multiple screens. And I felt like uh, for a minute there, I felt like one of those um, – you know, if you're doing a small group or you do a where you pop in the DVD and the guy's speaking on a stage, whether it's for a small group or a financial seminar or whatever, I mean, that was that kind of stage. I was like, "Whoa, this is a big deal." So that that was a lot of fun, and really enjoyed uh, visiting with the folks over there, and they do great work at the FCA in Vermilion uh, County, Vermilion Valley FCA. So thanks to those folks, Brian Carpenter and. All of the people there with FCA enjoyed being over there last night. Met a lot of great people, a lot of great listeners. So thank you. Uh, Nine ten at DWS. What's happening here? Jackie Joyner Kersey, the commencement speaker for the University of Illinois, coming up in May. So we're looking forward to that. Stocks uh, fell yesterday after the Fed chair says he's ready to increase interest rates. We'll uh, check on what they're doing today. World Baseball Classic starts today, runs through March 21st. Starting pitcher for the Team USA in the World Baseball Classic, Wainwright, Adam Wainwright of the Cardinals. Officials in Thomasboro issue safety pleas after a 29-year-old was killed while changing a tire near Rantoul. Oklahoma, you heard this on CBS, Oklahoma votes no on recreational marijuana. And they didn't just vote no, they said like, no, no, like 63 to something, 63%. So kind of interesting there. A special Big Ten tournament section in the News Gazette today that our sports team has put together. They'll have a special state tournament, state tournament edition tomorrow in the News Gazette. Anniversary of the first combat troops in Vietnam in 1965. Don't know if you saw it on this day, March 8th, 1971, the fight of the century, Madison Square Garden. We were out there this year, of course, to play Texas. And there's all kinds of historic photos and displays in the concourse of Madison Square Garden, all the concerts they've had, Billy Joel, and the famous events that have been held at the world's most famous arena. And one of those is a feature on Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali on this day in 1971, fight of the century, as they called it. And Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees is 78 today, last surviving member of the Monkees. So those are some of the things that are uh, up for discussion today. You can take any of those if you want. You can go somewhere else. We talked steakhouses yesterday, so you just never know <laughs> where it's going to go for sure. But it can be anything. So we appreciate you being there and listening and uh, joining in on the conversation here uh, today. 217-356-9397. Parkland Theater, folks, right near the end of the show. And then tomorrow from Chicago, tomorrow and Friday from Chicago. Let's hope the Illini just start winning a bunch of games here in March. Because if you don't, you're done. And that it always ends with sadness if uh, you don't go as far as you hope. Big expectations coming into this year. Kind of bumpy along the way. Some ups and some downs, even within games themselves. And now it comes down to uh, winning or you're out in the Big Ten tournament. And then you get another crack at it in the NCAA tournament. And that's the magic of March, as they say. 9-13, we'll take a break. Back to get it started. Your phone calls, emails, and texts on this Wednesday here on Penny for Your Thoughts. 
On a penny for your thoughts, reminder of the Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Assets, and Family in Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer and the Facer Law Office at the iHotel and Conference Center today at 1.30. You can reserve your space. Call the Facer Law Office folks at 217-337-1111. And this time of year, important here in these months of March and April particularly to get your lawn ready for May, June, July, August, September, and October, all those months, especially in those summer months when the grass just can turn brown, when it gets dry, and it's easy to get rid of weeds. Anyone can do it. What's hard is having your yard look good all year long, even in the summer months, and the folks at Spring Green Lawn Care can make that happen. Spring Green's full green pro, uh, full program customers, backed by their guarantee of satisfaction. If you're not completely satisfied with the results of a Spring Green application, they'll fix what's wrong or offer another application at no additional charge. 39 years. They're underway here. J.T. Warmbier and Steve Emke at 217-359-2111. Or visit spring-green.com. Now's a good time to get signed up for your lawn care. Spring Green, a special offer for new customers for a limited time. New customers save 20% off when they choose Spring Green's full program they do it all lawn insect control fertilizing weed care aeration disease control tree and shrub care they take care of all of that for you so you do not have to all right and they guarantee it you can't beat that spring green one of our sponsors here on a penny for your thoughts somebody says can you pay to park that day at the assembly hall or the state farm center for the state tournament i would think so i mean i think um are you just talking about that? Which day are you talking about? Thursday, Friday, either day, both? Um, I think you just pay. When you go in to pay, go in to park, you pay. So I think it's pretty straightforward. But maybe I'm missing a nuance there that you're asking about. I don't know. Uh, 918, if you missed any of the interview yesterday with Mike Kuhn, you can uh, certainly go back to that, WDWS.com, for some of the information on parking and inside the State Farm Center and all the different Things that are happening with the state attorney. And a good article today, we talked to Mike briefly about this yesterday, but uh, some of the area high schools, when the teams come in, they, you know, while the games are going on, somebody needs to be practicing somewhere. And a lot of the local schools, St. Matthews and others, are offering their gyms for the uh, schools to practice. Illinois up in, in Chicago, for instance, to get ready, they're practicing, I think, at UIC to get ready for the Big Ten tournament because there's games in there tonight. So, and it goes on at the NCAA tournament, too. Uh, I know in Maui we practiced in a gym, a high school gym overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Kind of wound up the little road to get to the high school gym at the top of the hill when you were playing in Maui. So, it's it's kind of a common thing that happens. We did one. We went to a local high school in, I think it was Port Isabel, Texas, when we were playing down at Padre Island a few years ago. So one of those things you don't think about when you're playing in a tournament, you can't play on the floor everybody's playing on, so you've got to practice somewhere. And that's what they do with the area schools here and uh, become partners with some of the schools in the state tournament. So that's kind of a cool article today. 919, we go to the phones here. Some folks already on. Hi, David. 
How are you this morning? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Hey, <clears throat> a couple of things real quick, and I'll try to be as brief as possible. The Dominic machines that they're that the Democrats are complaining and they're wanting to file a lawsuit against the Republicans. If memory serves me, there was several elections that the Democrats were complaining that those machines could be hacked in and they weren't safe. So where was this company wanting to sue the Democrats back then? But now the Republicans are making a claim about their machines being faulty. And now we have a lawsuit going. The other thing is this: the, these tapes that Tucker Carlson, uh, that uh, McCarthy gave to Tucker, I don't have a problem with them. This is a trial. <clears throat> At a trial, both sides are, of the story are given. You don't pick and choose in, in what, what evidence is given. The Democrats, what they wanted on the January 6th, uh, with the two, and I'm using quotations, Republican uh, people that they had on there, Cheney and McKenzie both hated Trump um, to be on the committee, which I called a, a kangaroo court. Uh, Trump didn't have a snowball's chance and you know where. Uh, the video, uh, I don't know how much of it you have seen. I've, I watched a little bit of Tucker that night. And the QAnon man, was being escorted very peacefully all around the Capitol building. He even said a prayer for the for the police officers, which on the Democrat side, I guess that puts you in jail right there, being a Christian and saying a prayer for somebody. So with the videos on Fox, they're showing what the Democrats on the January 6th committee didn't want to show. There's two sides to every story. And in between, you're going to find you're going to find the truth. Uh, the riots back in the 20s, the buildings were on fire in the background. And what did the media call those? Uh, mostly peaceful protests. Uh, the language is the de the Democrats, and the language is the media. And finally, uh, <clears throat> you know. They didn't want, the Democrats didn't want these tapes to come out to show people led around with Capitol Police. They were very peaceful in a lot of areas. There were a lot of idiots that shouldn't have been doing what they were doing, but that happened during the riots too. So on the Hunter Biden laptop, what happened to that for about two years? It got sat on. The Democrats were hoping that these tapes showing that people being led around peacefully inside the Capitol building were peaceful also. So they were picking and choosing. It's just we're showing the other side of the story. So I appreciate your time, and go Illini. Okay. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Yeah, the uh, Tucker Carlson, for for those that haven't followed it, he's been showing tapes of that Kevin McCarthy, the Republicans now in, in control of the House, basically showing different footage from what the Democrats showed for the January 6th hearing. And there was a mob of people. I mean, it was, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that were pouring through the uh, Capitol steps and up the Capitol steps and into the various congressional offices and so forth and causing havoc and just, you know, not where they, they were there where they shouldn't be. But when you were building your case in the January 6th, um, you were trying to make an indication to the Attorney General or to the Justice Department that, hey, we need to prosecute based on this evidence. 
And in a trial, that's what the prosecution does. They, you know, they're not going to when when prosecution brings evidence, they're not going to, you know, show any good side of the people they're trying to prosecute. I mean, they're going to show the judge or a jury or in this case, the public, the American public, they're going to show them what they, you know, this was awful. And it was. But there's other footage that clearly shows that, you know, there were some people just meandering through and it wasn't the violent mob that the other tapes were showing. And that's kind of what you're seeing now. The guy with the horns, what a what a wacko that guy is, huh? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. You know, it's he's he'd become the symbol of uh, the people that were in the Capitol that day. But um, just a strange guy, huh? But anyway, so that's some of the tapes that are out there. And then, of course, uh, the Democrats now say, well, you're trying to whitewash the event. And Republicans are saying, well, no, you should have shown these tapes. It would have been more balanced. And yeah, so that's what kind of what's out there uh, are all the different tapes. And you can kind of pick and choose what you think happened and try to piece it together. But uh, on the January 6th committee, they were looking to basically move the Justice Department to prosecute somebody, and in particular maybe Trump, uh, for what they say, inciting what happened that day. And uh, they were trying to legally get a way to do it. And to do that, if you're a prosecutor, you're going to present every kind of evidence that makes the person you're trying to prosecute, hey, you're guilty. So now you're getting the tapes that were not shown in the January 6th committee, and that's what all that's about. So. Anyway, uh, 925, back in a moment. Penny, for your thoughts here as we head for the bottom of the hour. Stay tuned. More to come here on DWS. Nine twenty-eight on a penny for your thoughts, DWS. As we uh, join you today, open line up until about ten forty, ten forty-five. Then we'll talk to uh, the Parkland College Theater folks. They've got uh, remember Neil Simon, I guess, had a series of plays that he wrote or was involved in back in the seventies. It's called The Good Doctor, and uh, they're presenting that coming up later this month. So we'll touch on that a little bit, and then we'll get in the car and go to go to Chicago. Two games today in the Big Ten tournament, Wisconsin-Ohio State, which seems odd. But, yeah, they're the 12th and 13th place team, and then 11th place uh, Nebraska and 14th place Minnesota. Tonight, Illinois against Penn State, tomorrow night at 5.30. Let's go to Bob. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. I'm going to bring up a couple things. Uh, Seems like they're not stopping come, come across the border very quick. Seems like they just keep coming and coming. My question is, I, I asked this here a while back, and you didn't know, and I asked somebody, and they said it only takes six months to become a citizen of the United States. My question is that it's never been brought up on CBS or Fox News. Is Democrats holding back another secret that they're going to pass out voting papers when they've uh, get a bunch of people that are from across the border to vote for them when it comes time for voting. And the other thing I have is, is these car dealers that selling electric cars, are they using game shows that help uh, 
sell uh, the electric cars because usually they have Kia or Sentinel. They, these electric cars, they uh, give away on the game shows like the Price Right or Let's Make a Deal. Of course, the person has to win them. They, they, on the Price Right, I listen twice in a row because I like to watch the Price is Right. When they bring out electric car, they said that electric car is good for 258 miles. 258 miles, and, and it only holds like four people. What good is that going to be if you're going to take a trip, you know? You'd be stopping there every uh, four hours to charge it. Well, I, well, I don't know what the, there are various mileage on the cars. I mean, some, three, four hundred miles. Um, I know that it depends on the vehicle you get. And we had a guy on uh, here last year that uh, is an engineer with with Tesla and or does some work for them, and he kind of walked us through all the how you can charge it, you know, where you can get it charged, and how long your charge lasts. It depends on the kind of charger you have. Um, you can charge it in your garage if you use it in town, you know, so you're not running, or you know, you. So there's various. There's a little deeper than just, you know, 284 miles and you're done. I mean, it's a little more complicated than that. So. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder that uh, if these car dealers are using these game shows that help push <laughs> more than the wind. <laughs> oh, electric car. Well, there's a lot of things that. Um, but the one, the one that they're that they're they're giving a chance to people to win. They on price right. They said as far as they go is two hundred and fifty eight miles. Yeah. Well, it depends on which one. But uh, hey, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you, Bob. Yeah, I, I just want to know. I want some kickback about uh, how long it takes for somebody becomes a citizen. Maybe somebody knows a little bit about that. And are they planning to pass out? papers to them once they're here for six months to vote and yeah, know. you know it seems like they seem like they're keeping that awful quiet so that's what maybe somebody out there can get hold of fox news or cbs and because it's never mentioned so i'm gonna let you go enjoy your day i'm gonna okay. listen until the price right comes on <laughs> to hear somebody give some kickback that they never thought about uh, they go and hand out paper to these people after they've been here six months. Uh, okay. Vote, vote, hey. for, vote. All right. All right. Thank you, Have Bob. Have a good day. Uh, on average, I say it takes, uh, I looked it up, it takes 18 months to 24 months, to, that's a year and a half to two years, to complete the naturalization process and become a U.S. citizen. So that's about how long it takes, they say, after you apply, 18 months to 24 months. Of course, now the whole the whole border situation is a total different situation right now. As far as, I mean, the accusation has been made from a political standpoint, from the Republican side, that they say, well, the reason the Democrats want open borders is because they want people to get in and then eventually become Democratic voters. I mean, Rush Limbaugh, you know, hammered on that for a long time uh, on his show that he believed that was their intent. But I think in a lot of cases, I mean, the Republicans have been picking up Hispanic votes more and more because the Hispanic uh, voters in Texas and other parts of the Southwest and on the border are saying, we don't want this either. You're just assuming that because you're letting everybody in that they're going to vote Democrat. And I don't know if the folks that are 
coming across the border right now are thinking about voting. I think they're just trying to get out of the country that they're in and, hey, the border's open, let's go. You know, while we have a chance to make a better life in America. I think that's probably the driving force more than we're going to vote Democrat. So, I don't know. 934 at DWS. As always, there's a lot more to it than the uh, slogans and bumper stickers that are out there on this kind of issue. You have to dig a little deeper, kind of figure out, okay, what is behind all of it. Uh, CBS News this hour brought to you by our friends at First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Here is CBS. Yeah, the uh, monkeys. Now, Davy Jones was singing this, right? I know Mickey Dolan sung a couple of the other ones, but uh, Mickey Dolan's the last surviving member of the monkeys. Uh, 78 today. Remember when uh, Davy Jones was on the Brady Bunch? Remember that? <laughs> he was supposed to sing at the prom, I think. Or the fall formal or something. I forget. But Marsha had a crush on him. And, and so, anyway, it's you, you can watch the episode. Just Google Brady Bunch and Davy Jones. Uh, 9.39 at uh, DWS on a, a penny for your thoughts. Somebody asked about parking. Parking for the state tournament is uh, $10 per day with in and out privileges the same day, someone says. All right, John's up next. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good yes, day. Sir. Yes, sir. I uh, hope you have a good trip to Chicago. Yeah, me too. Successful, successful trip. I want to stay there uh, a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be nice. Yeah, uh, I'm going to ask you a question, which is nothing. I called in about how many days could you spend in Chicago and come right back and have to head to Indianapolis or wherever and still say i love my job does it ever get does it ever get boring to you as hard as that sounds to believe no no not really no, um that, the 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 tricky part is like if we have a um uh, where i've gotten older and where i feel a little more is if we have like a eight o'clock central time start in at penn state uh nine o'clock eastern you're not going to get out of there till after midnight eastern and then you're going to spend an hour and a half flying back home. And so by the time you get to bed, it's 2 a.m. Um, and then turn around and get up and, you know, be in the morning. And I'm on the air on our FM side a little before 7. So that that makes for a short night. <laughs> but other than that, that's a little bit of a grind. But other than that, no, I don't mind. Boredom I, never enters in. Oh, no, uh, no. No. Uh -uh. That, that's good. I, I, yeah. I've, been, I've been that way all my life. As long as I had something to do, I could stay awake. Uh, you know, two, three hours sleep. But if you, mm -hmm. uh, if I didn't have anything to do, guess how long it'd take me to go to sleep. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bam. Uh, what I called about, uh, I'm getting an echo. You, are you? Oh. No, I don't hear it. But... Not, not a problem. Not a problem. Okay. I can hear myself, but that's fine. Uh, I am concerned. I want to tell you something that, uh, I always relied, I'm 89 years old, so I'm the age of your father, and so you know the time that I 
grew grew up in mm-hmm. and the time, because of the time he grew up in we devoted so everything that we learned and how we learned to think was what does common sense tell you if if i was told that a million times when i was a little kid what does common sense tell you and i want to tell you something which i i don't mean it to be braggart but the morning that it was announced my wife that covid was spreading the covid was here i my wife and i were finishing up breakfast and it was like the middle of january and uh they said covid had escaped somewhere uh, probably from a, a fresh market in wuhan or wherever mm-hmm. but any, anyway <clears throat> i told and we were here in the hall how serious it was and everything and my wife were standing there and i we kind of put our arms around each other and was discussing that and i said just pray to god that it was not intentional now people would say well you have a suspicious mind but the job i had for 20 years well two jobs that i had for 35 years meant inbred into me the fact that you have to use common sense and that was a thought in my mind uh I hope it didn't I hope that it escaped but I do not want it to be intentional and when I when I in my mind knew that it was intentional it was a couple of weeks later they said any one that wants to can fly out of Wuhan they can go anywhere in the world but they cannot land in China that was that was a bingo to me uh who would put, who would put that on if it wasn't something that they wouldn't mind seeing it escape in other words was it manufactured and yeah, i heard yeah. something mm. i heard something yesterday uh and it was uh uh senator rand paul and i did not there's part of it i did not understand uh because I am not degreed and I'm not degreed in any area, but I am not degreed in that area was he was talking about uh the US has been collaborating with China working on a method to inject uh this is gonna be simplified form, but inject uh tissue from human lung into mice and if this allowed them or produced uh something in the mouse lung that made them be able to handle covid and even spread it but not get sick themselves and Brian, it scared me to death, and I and I I believe it because I I've, uh, I've always liked Senator Rand Paul, and I thought that he had more common sense than uh, than most ten people in in his position. Well, and I didn't know if you had heard that. Well, I it, it, I hadn't heard that, but I know that the hearings they're looking into all the um, 
you know, trying to figure out whether it escaped or, you know, whether it was from the meat market, the wet market or whatever. Um, yeah. And and I'm, market, my, yeah, my guess is they'll be looking at this for the next 10 years. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, it's uh, just getting started. So, I mean, and people are going to argue. They're going to say what they think happened. And I don't know if anybody's truly going to know uh, because there's going to be so many different stories about it that um, – Somebody knows, but will we find them? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you're yeah, dealing with China, and they don't exactly, they aren't very forthcoming on anything like that. So, I mean, you're just, you know. You're, Brian, I have Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's like Don Quixote and the windmills. I mean, you're, <laughs> you yeah. can try it, but good luck. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah, well, know. So. Well, it just, as I say, it scares me to death because I had, I had people tell me uh, when I said, oh, I hope it wasn't intentional. They said, you get, you got to be stupid. Mm. You know, you think China would do that? And I said, they've done things before yeah. that we didn't say were stupid. You know. Yeah. Hey, Bob, I got to thank you, sir. Uh huh. Thank you, John. Yep, good to hear from you. Thank you. I got to get to an ag update. Brownfield, our folks at Brownfield, with a check on the markets here, real quick, and we'll see what's happening there. And then back after this. On a penny for your thoughts, good to have you with us here as we go along. Headed for a high of 48 today. We'll be in Chicago the next two days. Big Ten tournament play for the Illini. Big Ten tournament actually starts today. A lot of the other major conferences, tournaments are underway. And some of those teams you see play, I think I saw Georgia Tech play Florida State. And those teams aren't very good. (laughs) Just When you look at the number... Uh, by their name, I mean, one I think was an 11 and one was a 14 or something, whatever it was. And I was like, okay, I can see why these teams are, because they're just not very good. But uh, you get through those days and you start getting into the better games and the better teams and, and so forth. And Big Ten's a little unusual because you got, I think, two pretty good teams. Wisconsin's not a great team, but they've been better in the past. And they're taking on Ohio State, who has come on here of late, of course, and beat Illinois later in the year and also beat Maryland. All right, some texts that have come in regarding the Tucker tapes. Why would anyone be upset the government can't suppress evidence? Uh, Hi, Brian. Just wanted to say good luck to the Muhammad 7th grade volleyball team. They'll be playing Friday night for a trip to the state championship in Bloomington Normal. So, yeah, good luck to the Muhammad 7th grade volleyball team. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on between the uh, middle schools, junior highs, and high schools and the state tournament in here tomorrow. Hi, Brian. I'm wondering how the latest Mexican cartel drug uh, drug cartel killings are going over with the progressive elements out there. The executions carried out by the cartel in California where seven people were murdered, including an infant, don't seem to be generating much press either from progressives. The southern border now isn't too far from the story presented in the movie Clear and Present Danger. Another text says, David's a good example of how listening to lies for years can completely distort your perception of the truth, distort your perception of the truth. Uh, And until Biden is voted out of office, people need to prepare for everything that's causing unrest in this country. The number one thing is China. 
Again, parking for the state tournament, $10 per day with in-and-out privileges the same day. If you really think a car only goes 250 miles, then that's it. Everybody's probably doing that. And 55000 to 60000 for a car to go 250 miles. They're talking about on a charge, I guess. And sure, the price is right. I'm sure they're giving away electric vehicles. I mean, I, I think eventually, I mean, hybrids came along. Who knows in 20 years what we'll all be driving. I mean, the technology is going to catch up, the ability to charge a vehicle uh, as we get more and more technologically advanced. I mean, there's a lot of things you think right now. I mean, think about where we were 15 years ago when it comes to our phone. There are things we're doing with our phone now that you could even, you'd say, well, why would I want to do that? And here it is, it's a daily part of our lives. So I wouldn't necessarily just, well, just because I don't understand how it's going to work, I don't want it. I don't know if that's the way to think. I mean, you got to be open to, well, maybe that maybe that is the future, and I need to figure it out. Uh, hello, uh, Barbara says, it is contingent upon any prosecution to provide full discovery to the defense. This includes exculpatory evidence, this being possibly the hours of this being possibly the hours of missing video that was never provided to the defense in several trials. It's a violation of the federal rules of criminal procedure not to provide exculpatory evidence. The judges were also remiss in those trials, Barbara says. I assume you're talking about the trials for the people that were charged for entering the Capitol. So I appreciate that. Uh, and But again, the January 6th hearings themselves... They couldn't, themselves couldn't, from what I understand, they couldn't charge anybody with anything. They were trying to get the Justice Department to charge Trump or whoever with whatever. Um, that was the purpose of that. And it was twofold. It was that, but also um, there was everything done in Congress is done with a political bent. I mean, they don't get out of bed without thinking how it affects them politically for the day. I mean, that's just the way it works. It's like impeachment. It's the same thing. An impeachment is a political process, even though there are legal and judicial aspects of it, terminology and so forth. It's a different, it's a political device. And so when you start mixing and matching the two, you get people confused as to what can be. Now, have you heard anything in the last month about prosecution of Trump at all? Well, part of it is the Republicans took over Congress. That's part of it, but... You know, it's up to the Justice Department to do something with it. And they didn't. 9.55, at least not yet. Um, we'll see what happens going forward with all of this. But now you're getting the tapes on Tucker Carlson. That's the, the other part of the story, as they say, as Paul Harvey used to say. Uh, 9.55, back in a moment. Stay with us. Nine fifty-eight. As we head for uh, CBS News here at the uh, top of the hour, two one seven three five one five three five seven is the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. That that place is always hopping. By the way, there's a lot of text in here. Uh, the unlawful behavior of individuals that vandalized the U.S. Capitol on January sixth should be prosecuted. Defendants have rights to fair and speedy trials. They also have the right to. Exculpatory evidence, 
what is so threatened by the exposure of the truth? Who has what to lose by the revelation of the truth? The Senate Majority Leader, having taken an oath to defend the Constitution, is straight up advocating violation of the First Amendment. The press, whose rights are protected by the First Amendment, actively suppress the free dissemination of the truth. There's nothing to see here. Move along, they say. And talk about the January 6th committee. And that's why Pelosi wanted Cheney and Kinzinger on the January 6th committee. The ones McCarthy wanted on the committee would have wanted to show the other side of the videos by having them on the committee wouldn't promote their hate Trump theme. Well, it's like if you know if you take the, the tapes in their entirety, what happened with all the awful stuff that happened with the mobs and people breaking down, you know, coming in and all that happened. Uh, and they both happened. I mean, it wasn't this video happened and this video didn't happen at all, but it's all part of the picture. It fills in the rest of the gaps. Well, that was going on and this was going on. <laughs> you know, both happened. I mean, I don't know. It's you got to accept that both of those things happened. Just how they're presented, I guess, right? WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. At the tone, it'll be 10 o'clock. CBS News coming up. Here on DWS, so stay tuned for that. Hour number two, straight ahead. I'm Steve Kathan. The Justice Department's just launched a review of the Memphis Police Department, an analysis of the use of force in specialized units in response to the death of Tyree Nichols two months ago. Last night, the city council heard from residents. Citizens of Memphis are frightened like they've never been before and tired of living in fear. And they approved new department reforms. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Brownsville, Texas, where two Americans freed in Mexico are being treated after the attack and kidnapping that left two dead. 38-year-old Eric Williams is recovering from surgery at the hospital after he was shot in the leg during that attack. Now, his wife told me when FBI agents showed up to her front door, she was shocked. U.S. officials are working to get the bodies back of the other two victims on American soil, but we don't have a timetable for that just yet. Now to Washington and a hearing on the origins of COVID. All of the witnesses, including former CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield, agreed on this question from Republican Subcommittee Chair Brad Wenstrup. Does the origin of COVID matter to protect the globe from future pandemics? Beginning with senior fellow Jamie Metzl at the Atlantic Council. 100% absolutely and completely yes. Lawmakers blamed everyone from China to former President Trump to infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci while stressing the importance of keeping such a pandemic from occurring again. Allison Keyes, CBS News, Washington. China and Russia are the top threats to the U.S. That's what security officials are telling the Senate Intelligence Committee. The chairman is Virginia Democrat Mark Warner. I think the very nature of national security is undergoing a profound transformation. National security in 2023 is not the same as it was in 1993, for that matter, in 2003. New documents released in the Dominion Voting Machines lawsuit against Fox News reveal TV hosts were aware the 2020 election was fair, but played to the audience. CBS's John Dickerson. The important thing in the filing is that the people who are telling the audience what the audience wants to hear privately are saying that they know what they're saying or what they're allowing on their air to be said is not true. If you stray and tell them something that's a little scratchy, the news executives were saying, no, you got to get back to telling them what they want to hear. For the West Coast, here it comes again, another major storm. WCBS meteorologist Craig Allen. This time around, it looks like the bulk of the moisture will be to the north of Los Angeles. The central and northern sections of California, right on up into lower Oregon, are going to be affected severely. 
And checking Wall Street right now, the Dow is down 106 points. This is CBS News. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Josh, quote, after walking around my whole life being a mouth breather, I was excited to try Navage. I read the directions carefully, pressed the button, and oh my gosh, what a sensation. So much mucus, so much crud, but oh sweet, merciful air, I can finally breathe you through my nose. Never have I ever taken such an amazing breath in my life. This is a life changer, unquote. He's one of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navage, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navage is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone via text or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 or send an email to talk at wdws.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. On a penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS at 10.07. As we join you here for hour number two and uh, with you all the way up till 11, we'll have uh, some Parkland uh, Theater folks in right near the end of the show. They've got a production. Neil Simon collaborated with some other folks on some plays called uh, The Good Doctor. And uh, they're performing that uh, coming up later on this month. So we'll just visit with some of those folks for a little bit. 217-356-9397, text line at uh, 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. If you're thinking about lunch today, go down to my hometown of Tolono, Monocle's in Tolono, where you can get an 8-inch pizza, salad, and beverage of your choice for under $11. Open at 11 a.m. every day. Monocle's in Tolono, just off Route 45, easy to get to. I'm trying to remember when we won the Little League Championship in Tolono. What year that would have been? 76, maybe? Yeah, 76. That's, I have to go look at the trophy we got. I can't remember if we went to Monocles or somebody picked up pizza at Monocles and brought it to us. And we ate it there on the side of the field there, the little diamond in Tolono. I'm trying to remember. But anyway, uh, Monocle's in Tolono, 8-inch pizza, salad, and beverage of your choice for under $11. Open at 11 a.m. every day. Easy to find. All right, uh, a lot of texts here on a, a penny for your thoughts. 
Uh, Texter says, so if there's a video of me driving to the bank, I park and walk in calmly, go to the teller window, I hand them a note, they hand me some money, I walk out of the bank calmly, I get in my car and drive away not violating any traffic laws. What am I? A bank robber, they say. All right. Uh, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. But basically, you know, the videos the January 6th committee used made their case. And the ones that are out now are making the case, you know, that uh, not everybody was doing what everybody else was doing in the other videos. And it's, it just fills in the gaps. I mean, uh, it all happened. It's just what you want to use for your case, making your case. I mean, the January 6th committee is not going to show the the guy with the horns walking around with the police from room to room. And uh, some of the doors were locked and going in here and going. They're not going to show that. Why would they show that? They're not going to show that. That doesn't make their case. But it all happened. But, you know, you got Chuck Schumer out saying, well, you know, they're, they're putting out false information. That's not what happened. Well, yeah, it did happen. But the other stuff happened, too. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah, it all happened. And it was bad. Shouldn't have been in there. And I think, I think the biggest thing at the time we talked about it, but I think the biggest thing, you know, was uh, my biggest fault with President Trump during that time was not, you know, just saying, look, you know, I feel like I got cheated. Good luck to Joe Biden. I'll see you in four years. And just leave it at that. But the fact that he gave people the idea that, yeah, we could overturn this when that wasn't going to, it wasn't possible. It wasn't going to happen. That's the biggest uh, thing I think that he did wrong at that point in getting everybody to believe that Mike Pence could actually make that happen. And that's just, that's just misleading people to, th- to, to get them to think that something that could happen could really happen, and it wasn't going to happen. And Mike Pence knew that. Uh, mm, They say Fox News lied. The election was fair. They knew they were lying, yet all your Republican listeners still believe what they hear on Fox. Yeah, there's a bit of a uh, battle going on right now between some of the, with the Dominion uh, voting company, the voting, uh, Dominion voting machines uh, suing Fox. They're looking into a lot of the emails that were going back and forth between um, Murdoch and the leaders of Fox News and the anchors and the different people that were involved. So, as I say with a lot of this, it'll sort itself out. So, uh, just hang in there. All right. Uh, Eric is with us. How you doing, Eric? Oh, real good, uh, Brian. String of real nice days outside. Who can yeah, complain? absolutely. Um, over the weekend, uh, some big uh, history was made in the sport of skating. I don't know if uh, when you're reading your news on your own, when you have time, if you've heard about one American, Jordan Stoles. I did see something about that. But... Give, give me the details. Well I, got, well, I got to see him in January at the trials, mm-hmm. and he set three track records in Milwaukee. And uh, he's gone and file, in the fall prior to that, he'd, he'd won a World Cup at, at uh, 1,500 meters and set a track record in Norway at 18 years old, the youngest to, to win a gold medal in World Cup. Hmm. 
And this weekend, he won three races, which no male has ever done, and no 18-year-old has ever won any race at the World Championships single distances as he did this weekend. And uh, he took on two-time Olympic champion, uh, killed Noyce of Holland, and uh, just uh, dispatched him hmm. most impressively. And, and he had had, uh, whereas Noyce and uh, Thomas Kral from Holland skated two races, it, he had three in him by the two, you know, he would have two in him already uh, before the 1500. So he is the real deal looking to the future hmm. for our sport. And um, he's about as nice a kid as you could uh, ever meet. He's dad's a sheriff's deputy. I was his first sponsor other than his parents back when he won a race at the national championships at 16. Um, so we're all hmm. pretty stoked about yeah. this young man. Absolutely. So that's a name to watch for next winter then, right? For the Olympics. That's a, a next yeah. winter and every yeah. year until yeah. we get to, uh, Cortina and the Ampezzo Milano Olympics. Uh, and it's really nice that he had this cause it happened in Holland. You know, it's probably the best venue there is. I mean, it's not the fastest size cause it's sea level. They do a good job, but, uh, you know, it's a huge indoor facility and, uh, you know, he had such the Olympics was such a just a mess last uh, time in Beijing. You know, with everybody being locked down, you couldn't interact with other athletes, couldn't go and tour the town or anything when your races were. Just the whole thing was just. A, so he's going to really enjoy his next time because I've been to where he's going, and he's going to love it there. So we're looking for that. The next thing he's doing. Today or tomorrow, he's racing in a 100-meter races. It's some sort of a thing to where the public gets to meet the skaters a little bit closer at hand. And he's going to try to get home and go to Salt Lake, the fastest track in the world, and set a world record. He has the junior world records in 500 and 1,000 and 1,500, but he, I think he's uh, ripe for for breaking you know, the 500,000 or 1,500 in, in, in world record time because he's – they had his neck pretty much pressed to the ground, training-wise, all the way through Junior Worlds, and then that, which was three weeks ago, and then they let up on his training and pretty much crafted. His coach was my coach in '84. Oh, okay. One of them, Bob Corby, and, and he crafted it just a perfect peak of this young man. I mean, he just uh, everything went the right way when he won the 500 by 3,500ths of a second against. These are all 30-year-old uh, skaters, you know. Mm -hmm. Sure. So it's just you don't see this. You haven't seen it since back in the days of Eric Hyden, mm -hmm. of this type of dominance. Hmm. Now, he's going to start skating the two longer races, five and 10,000 meters next year. So the big thing is, you know, when you get going to the Olympics, will he race five individual events like Eric did? And then more comparisons can be made. Yeah. Wow. But right yeah. now... He's the real deal. Hmm. Jordan Stoll. Probably not a better 18-year-old athlete in any sport right now, no. I would venture. I wouldn't say. think so. No. Wow. So we're all pretty. And then also, on another note, we had our Land of Lincoln uh, championships here at the rink, you know, on Armory uh, and Avenue, uh, where I grew up skating. And that was kind of nice to go there. And Chantel, uh, Cermak, and I were honored enough to hand out awards for 
couple of different events there. So we, oh. that was enjoyable. Very as well. cool. Yeah, so awesome. It's been fun for skating's been fun again for Good. some of us old guys, I must say. Well, there you go. Well, thanks, well, Eric. Go on that. All right. Take care. Thank Brian. you, sir. Yep. Hey, keep keep aware of this guy. Uh, we will. Uh, we'll keep right. track of him. Definitely. Thank you. Take care now. Bye. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it is ten seventeen at DWS. Let me get to Marianne here, and then we'll get a break in. Hi, uh, Marianne. How are you? Yes. Good morning, Brian. I'm doing just fine. Just fine. I have two little bits of trivia regarding basketball. The first one is that uh, it was brought to my attention that back in 1923, 100 years ago, that Villa Grove won the state championship basketball title. Is that proud right? Time for, proud time for Villa Grove. And I believe that um, I'm sure the picture and the trophy are still in Villa Grove School. And I know there is a photo of the team in Monocle hanging in the hallway of Monocle's Pizza in Villa Grove. So three cheers for Villa Grove. Wow. And then... Um, I wanted to comment about the Tuscola Warriors and all the excitement that they are bringing to their school and community. And uh, back in the day when I was a student at Villa Grove, W.A. Bozarth was the Douglas County Superintendent of Schools. And I'm sure he's smiling down on his grandson, Justin Bozarth, the proud coach of the Tuscola Warriors. So just wanted to throw that little tidbit in that I know W.A. Bozarth would be proud of Justin and, and what he's done for for his school. Wow. So good luck, Warriors, and uh, good luck, Illini. Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Marianne. That's fun, 100 years hey. ago. Wow. 100 yeah, years yeah. ago. How, how yeah. old is that high school building down there, by the way? I believe, uh, I was looking in a Villa Grove book the other day, I believe the high school was built in 1919. Yeah. <laughs> That's so what I thought. Dad, the, the, I've been down to Monocle's there a couple of times, and uh, it's like, uh-huh. yeah, boy, that building looks old. But uh, It does. Yeah. It does. My, my dad, we're three generations. My dad was a graduate of Villa Grove, and um, I was, and my uh, grandchildren. Yes, so mm. we're proud of Villa Grove and proud of Tuscola. That's awesome. Well, good for Douglas County. That's great. You're right. Yeah. Go Douglas County. You're right. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Marianne. Uh-huh. Appreciate Bye-bye. the call. 1019 at DWS here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Facer Law Office. They're a big meeting today at the uh, I Hotel and Conference Center, 130. Seven secrets. They're sharing secrets you need to know to protect your home assets and family in perilous times. 1020, back after this on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Twenty-three as we go along, headed for a high of forty-eight. They say we're at forty right now. Sun's trying to come out, but it's uh, it's battling the clouds at the moment, and mostly cloudy tonight. A low of thirty-four. Penny for your thoughts. We have our uh, tournament preview special tonight here on uh, DWS uh, coming up this evening, and I believe we're doing it on uh, Light Rock ninety-seven five. I think I'll double check with Scott on that. I think we are. 
We just had a meeting on this yesterday, but I've had a lot of things happen since then. <laughs> and, of course, we have the uh, games uh, for the uh, men coming up. In the, and I say games because I'm, I'm pretty positive we're going to beat Penn State. I'm trusting we will after two losses to them uh, during the course of this year by pretty wide margins. So let's get somebody on picket. Let's figure that out. And let's, let's beat them and get ready for Northwestern Friday night. 5.30, 3.30 Illini game day. Good morning, Brian. I don't know if it's been mentioned yet, but Gary Barta is asking Iowa taxpayers, that's the Iowa athletic director, is asking Iowa taxpayers to pay lawsuit settlements is pretty on brand for a guy like him. There's no way taxpayers should bail out incompetent so-called leaders like Kirk Ferentz and Barta. If this was Josh Whitman asking Illinois taxpayers to bail him out, I would ask for him to resign. Thanks for your great show, as always, our listener says. Well, I looked it up here. It says the University of Iowa and state government reached a settlement worth more than $4 million with a group of uh, black former football players who alleged mistreatment based on race by Hawkeyes coach Kirk Ferentz According to the Des Moines Register, 12 former Iowa football players were plaintiffs in the lawsuit, most notably All-Big Ten running back Akram Wadley. In addition to the payout, which comes out to $184,000 per player, Iowa will provide financial support for the players to earn graduate degrees from any institution and provide mental health services for a period of one year. As part of the agreement, this is at Iowa, which was approved by a two-to-one vote by the three-member Iowa Department of Management State Appeal Board. Iowa Athletics will play $2.1 million while the state picks up a $2 million tab, according to the Iowa State Auditor Rob Sand. One of three members on the appeal board voted against the settlement, called for Iowa Athletic Director Gary Barta's resignation. Enough is enough. He wrote in a statement obtained by the Des Moines Register, clear personal accountability is necessary. I will not support taxpayers funding this settlement unless Gary Barde is no longer employed at the University of Iowa and forfeits any severance or similar pay. So that story just came out a couple days ago. All right, appreciate that. Uh, hi, Brian. The news about those four people getting kidnapped and killed in Mexico has me thinking, why do we allow Mexico and ourselves to remain so passive when it comes to issues that directly affect us? Issues such as the completely uncontrolled drug volume pouring over the border that is ruining American lives and families. A lot of stories about fentanyl out there. The massive amounts of illegal immigrants coming in and causing issues short and long term. What seems like the cartels having more control of the country than its own government. I would say that's probably true in that part of Mexico. And the unending violence against our citizens and theirs. This is our neighboring country. And they are so out of control that it's affecting our country greatly, and I think we're letting them roll all over us. Why don't we use some of the resources like we sent to Ukraine to stand up for our own people, point the guns at Mexico, and tell them to fix these issues in the cartels, or we will do it for them. Why have we been standing by and watching this happen to us? Thank you. Okay, so that text came in a little bit. Don't know, Brian, if you saw the Illinois women's game against Maryland. I did not. But at halftime, the entire court was full of Native American Indians dancing. I didn't hear anything about that. How is that different from only one representing your state college tradition? I guess talking about the chief. 
Was our chancellor and president aware this was going to take place when the Illini team was present? Boy, I hadn't heard anything about that. I'll have to have to, have to ask uh, Mike Kuhn, who was there doing the radio, I'd see if that happened. I don't know. Hmm. And I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just hadn't heard anything about it. We were talking about electric cars earlier, and the price is right. Steve says, if I'm still around, I'll still be driving my 72 Nova. <laughs> okay, very good. On the text line, 1028. Herb is with us. How are you doing, sir? Well, hi. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. Well, I've, uh, I've been, you know, I suppose you've noticed I haven't called much about political stuff lately. Uh, a lot of this stuff is what I've said before. I think we're beating the dead horse here a little bit. But uh, anyway, uh, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I, I really liked your comment about, uh, uh, well, that it would have been a class act if Trump it would have been a lot better if he had just said what you said. Uh, I lost. I'll see you in four years. Yeah. And, and uh from my point of view, it wasn't so much. They keep talking about what Trump said. Well, it really, to me, it wasn't what he said. It's what he didn't say. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I said, I lost. I'll see you in four years. Now, uh, as far as, well, I'll go ahead on that just really quick here. Uh, you know, you got to remember, I remember uh, Trump asking for the National Guard and Pelosi replying to that comment that she didn't want the Capitol to look like an armed camp. So let's share a little bit of blame about how bad it got. I, I, I'm not defending any of it. It's, it was dead wrong. But let's share the blame a little bit. And then uh, afterwards, I remember Pelosi saying from the speaker's chair that she was not going to release the video until she got good and ready. Now, I don't think that was right. I don't know what the deal was. But anyway, I remember her saying that uh, about the voting machines. Uh, I remember California complaining about the, the voting machines could be hacked and that the count could be adjusted, and they didn't like that. So uh, that some, maybe somebody wants to go back and look at that statement, uh, you know. But anyway, uh, Pelosi also said one, too, when we're talking about student loan, she said right after uh, Biden said he was going to do that, that he didn't have the power to do that. So there's, uh, I think maybe I want to go back and be careful what they say. You know, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's... um... A lot of things are said politically that, you know, people people say one thing one way, and then, you know, when it's their turn to get gored, then they say the other. I mean, that's um, – yeah, it's like a, like a play. Well, I mean, that's what you say. Yeah. But but I do think that um, – and, and what I said earlier, you know, I think the energy and the anger or upset that people would have had would, if they felt like Trump got cheated, if he would have just been a leader and said, hey, look, I, I, I think, you know, I've done all the lawsuits. I've done what I can. I'll see you in four years. That energy would have been channeled over those next two years. You probably would have had a huge Republican majority in the House as opposed to, you know, the narrow one you have now. And, you know, who knows what would have happened. He probably he could have been and might still be, but, you know, come back and win in four years. But he allowed his 
I think, me personally, I think he allowed his ego to get in the way that he just wasn't going to admit that he lost, and he allowed people to think that this could be overturned. And, and you know, and it's like, no, it's not going to be overturned. So you're going to have yeah. to go on <laughs> whether you want to well, or not. And I don't think he could just – he just couldn't bring himself to do it. And then it gave people that were ardent supporters that wanted to show up at the rally that day and then the people that really wanted to cause mischief, it gave them an excuse to do what they did, which was wrong. So. Yeah. Well, and, and two, uh, uh, there were, I really do believe there was a lot of fraud, but I also believe that uh, when the Democrats said there was no evidence, there was no evidence. So he needed to be a grown-up and say, well, you know, they figured out a way to beat us. What the heck? Let's <laughs> come back in four years. Yeah. And uh, Well, and well, or, or go back and change, you know, in, in Pennsylvania where they, you know, the something was out of whack there because the judiciary did something that the state legislature is supposed to do or whatever it was to yeah. when it came to counting vote. I mean, go back and, and they did that in Georgia. They changed, they went back and they changed some of the laws. So they, that's how you do it. You change. If you felt like you got, you know, something was wrong the last time, then legislatively or do it through the proper channels, even though that can be frustratingly slow, do it that way and let it, yeah. let it take its course. And I'll see you in four years. And that's what, to me, that's what he should have done. But he didn't. Well, and two, now, the Democrats, I really don't quite understand this big stink about the abortion issue. You know, that they had until that election, they had enough time, and they had the whole Congress. All they had to do was make a reasonable abortion law and, and put it in effect, and then they wouldn't have had all that whole blue. Instead, Chuck Schumer come out with a, an abortion uh, law or whatever, or his ideas or whatever, that was ridiculous, you know? If they'd come up on one 15 weeks or whatever, uh, I think they could have had what they wanted, and we wouldn't have had all the the uh, big hullabaloo about the abortion. Mm. Well, it was, it, yeah, it was an election year, and, and the Supreme Court yeah. came out with their ruling, and so they, hey, yeah. you know, if you, if, they, if you get that and you milk it for all it's worth politically— you know, I yeah. Mean, well, they did, <laughs> and they did. <laughs> it, it, it very likely was a, was an election swinger, like you said there mm-hmm. a while ago. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyway, thanks for, thanks for letting me talk. Yeah. Thanks, Herb. And have a good week. And, and I that caller earlier who said he was worried about you getting a rest. I don't know how you do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I just uh, I sleep when I can. Well, I would think so. Anyway. All right. Hey, thanks, sir. Have a good one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you, Herb. Appreciate it. We'll be in Chicago the next two days, and then next week we'll be here probably Monday. And after that, I don't know where we'll be. We could be anywhere from Sacramento to Albany to Orlando. Depends on where they send us. 1034, a lot of texts and emails coming in. Some more phone calls as well. Get to as many as we can here. Your news at the bottom of the hour brought to you by Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Your ag headquarters, helping you get the job done right with farm supplies and equipment, fencing, feed, and more. Wisconsin-based and family-owned since 1955. Here is CBS. And I don't need no Because you had a bad day. You take it one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it around. You said you don't go. You tell me don't hey, this was a song they played at the end of American Idol when you got eliminated. Remember that? 
217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357. Got the folks from Parkland Theater coming up here in a little bit. A lot of texts have come in. Let me um, zip through here as fast as I can. Uh, NBC News reported five people were killed on January 6th. Who were they? I think the people that eventually uh, either passed away from it, uh, they weren't necessarily killed that day, uh, came later. Uh, I think we've covered that ground before. Uh, good morning, Brian. And no, uh, notes from the news this week. I see Elizabeth Warren is wanting to change the Massachusetts state flag due to racist claims. I see Illinois is looking to change our flag also. I'm sure it's racist. Looks like ESPN analysts are playing the race card since Luca won the MV, uh, NBA v, MVP, NBA MVP. Third white person in 30 years to win the award. They say the judges are racist. Um, the feds have raised interest rates, a bill says, by over 100%. So far, the stock market's taken a beating. Mortgage rates, auto loan rates, business loan rates have doubled. Companies are laying off thousands. All this and higher interest has no effect on inflation. The Fed's solution? Double down on what hasn't worked. The solution is the government stop blowing trillions of dollars. There are people in solitary confinement for over two years, shifting gears, whose trials have been delayed on purpose by D.C. judges in the January 6th prosecution. And switching gears again, Bill says WDWS should get rid of CBS News propaganda. I know what they tell us isn't true before I hear it because I do my homework. All right, thank you, Bill. Uh, the person assigned as the safety officer in Loomis Lab at the U of I at Urbana-Champaign was doing a safety review of the building several years ago. He found one in an open cabinet in an upper hallway of the building. The ingredients used in gas chambers were stored in it on shelves and one shelf above the other. And the fume hoods in the building were vented outside all right, but the vent for those facing the fresh air but the vent for those face the fresh air return for the building. Okay. Wow, that's an interesting one. Uh, listening to you today, Brian, from southern Mexico. Wow. Southern Mexico. Is it down in Cabo or is it somewhere else? Wow. Uh, my question is, how can you keep someone in jail for over two years and have not been charged with a crime? Those that have been tried uh, is for a misdemeanor. The only person that was killed on January 6th was an unarmed woman shot through a window as she stood next to a police officer. If you want to see a video of it, I have included a link to the movie Capital Punishment. All right. Uh, hi, Brian. Shouldn't an honest investigation of January 6th include all the sides and evidence? The Democrats removed any Republican members the Democrats knew would ask honest questions. If they want all the evidence, why would the Democrats suppress thousands of hours of video evidence? That big of a crowd should have had National Guard for crowd control. Why didn't Pelosi do her job and call them out? Uh, having survived being knocked unconscious during a carjacking, a carjacking in Mexico years ago, I wouldn't recommend visiting the narco dictatorship. And would you please tell the name of the song and the artist on the music bits you play? Oh. Wow. Well, today we've had Huey Lewis. We've had Redbone. We've had Fleetwood Mac. Miley Cyrus. Michael Blue Daniel Powder are the ones today. Adam kind of runs, uh, runs that show. Uh, 1041 at DWS. 
Is there anything else here I've missed? There's been a bunch of them today. Exculpatory. What is exculpatory about breaking into the Capitol, gouging cop's eyes, spraying bear spray into cop's eyes, and tasing them? Somebody asked. And I think, unless I've just uh, missed them completely, I think I got it. Okay, let me get a break in. 1041, our folks from Parkland here coming up. We'll talk about The Good Doctor at the Parkland Theater. You can see that later this month here in just a moment. Back on a penny for your thoughts. 1044 here as we go along. Sun trying to pop through, and it is trying to warm up a little bit. I don't know how successful it's being, but 41 degrees. Hutchcraft van lines, if you need to make a move, maybe you need to store some stuff. They've got a great storage facility over there in Urbana on Lincoln Avenue, 1614 North Lincoln. It's just before you get to 74 there if you're going north on Lincoln. You can give them a call at 217-328-3333. And uh, they've been around since the 40s. Oh, it's going back. We're, what are we, in the 20s now? So that's uh, it's getting close to 100 years, getting there anyway, and uh, not quite, maybe 80 years. And, of course, they've been involved with United Van Lines. Uh, Hutchcraft brothers Orrin and Gerald became agents for United Van Lines back in 1953. So that goes back a way. So I guess the idea is they've been doing this a long time, and they know what they're doing. So if you need to move or you need to store something or you need to store something before you move it, Hutchcraft Van Service, 50 Vans and trucks and trailers, lift trucks, all of that, uh, they can help you with it. 217-328-3333. We'll be in Chicago the next two mornings at the Big Ten Tournament. Illinois and Penn State tomorrow night. Got a uh, sports talk special tonight leading into the uh, tournament. And two games played today, Wisconsin and Ohio State and Nebraska and Minnesota start the tournament on the first day. And the goal is to stay out of that day, and those four teams did not, of course. Illinois will play tomorrow night. All right. The uh, folks at the Parkland Theater and uh, Heather Ann Lehman is here. How are you? Hi, doing great. Good, Good to see you. You too. Good. You guys are busy. You got yes. a production coming up here. Yes, we actually have a couple productions mm-hmm. coming up, but uh, today we're here to talk about our actor studio production, mm-hmm. The Good Doctor, and I have with me two of the actors, uh, Mia Bell Shannon and Macy Ham. All right. Good to have you young ladies here. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm going to turn your mics on. Hang on. Say that again. Good. How are you? You're doing good? Okay, that makes it official when the mics are on, so we can hear you say that. And uh, tell me about the actor Studio Productions, just in general, because that's... Yes. A little different. So our actor studio production, that is separate from our regular uh, four-show season up at Parkland Theater. Um, It really came about so that we have an opportunity for the students to get involved, not only with the acting, but with the technical side of theater. Mm -hmm. So it gives them a sense of what it's like to do costumes, props, lighting design, set design, and they have the opportunity to participate in all of that, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as being cast in the shows. Uh, The difference between the actor studio shows and our regular season season is that the uh, actors are comprised entirely of students of Parkland Theater or just Parkland in general, Mm -hmm. whereas our other shows, they are open to community members to audition. So it's The Good Doctor. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul Simon. Uh, Neil Simon. I'm sorry, Paul Simon. I'm thinking of the, uh, yeah, Neil Simon. Sorry. That's okay. Neil Simon. Yeah, Neil Simon and uh, Anton Chekhov. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So Neil Simon kind of took Anton Chekhov's uh, short Mm -hmm. stories and wrote 
some funny stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'd love for the actors to talk a yeah. little bit more about um, these skits that they're in. Okay. Well, Mia Bell, you go first. Tell me about what you're in. Um, I am in quite a few of them as mm-hmm. multiple different characters, but one of them is called The Defenseless Creature, and it is about a woman who storms a bank in order to get money for her husband that has been laid off. Okay. And it is very slapstick comedy, very in-your-face, but in a good way. And it's going to be a really great show. Mm-hmm. All of these different little skits are very funny, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to get the audience involved with a lot mm-hmm. of it. How many different skits are there? There are about 10 to 12 of them. 10 to 12. Yes. Okay. And they are on a variety of topics, right? Yes. Yeah. They are all completely different. There are some of them that have kind of the same, they bring in ideas from the other different skits, like character names and stuff like that. But they are almost completely different, every mm-hmm. single one of them. And Macy, how about you? What are you, what are you in? I am also in a lot of different mm-hmm. scenes. I think the one that I most favor would be the sneeze. Um, it's a very chaotic scene about a character named Cherdikov who goes to see this play, and while at the play, she sees this minister of public parks, and she is very fangirly over her because she also works in the Ministry of Public Parks. But during the play, she sneezes on this character, and it just goes so downhill from there. Mm -hmm. And there's this crazy scene where it's like a playback in her head where everything is slow motion and everything is going wrong. It's so much chaos crammed into Mm -hmm. 30 seconds, and it is so hysterical. Uh, Yeah. So you having fun with this? Yeah. I mean, the way it's... Because it allows you to just... I don't know. Yeah. Ex- express yourself in a way that is kind of unique. I mean, yes. We're always looking for bigger, like bigger yeah. expressions, yeah. bigger actions, just bigger. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been in theater a lot? Did you do a lot in high school? Oh, or, yeah. yeah. I started theater when I was about nine years old, okay. so I've been in it for a little I bit. I can tell. I can tell. You're pretty pretty polished. And how about you? Yeah. I started at a very young age. I think my first play was about at the age of four, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different stories. And I've got a clip of one here, Adam, and this is one about a dentist. Or, or a dentist assistant or somebody who pretends to be a dentist. Uh, and this goes about a minute, so this is kind of what it, an example of what you will see. So here you go. What brings you here? The pain is unbearable. It is beyond unbearable. It is unendurable. But where exactly is this pain? Where isn't it? Everywhere. It's not just the tooth, it's the whole side of my mouth. Oh, and how long have you lived with this agony? Ten years. Ten years? Since yesterday morning, it seems That's an ex- that's one of the plays in there. Yeah, right? that's yeah. one of the plays in the yeah. show, and I've I've actually heard this one during auditions, and yeah. uh, it it was great. <laughs> yeah, no, very clever how they come up with all these different. I mean, kind of take on real life, but just mm-hmm. kind of with a twist. I yeah. guess would that be yeah. the best way? Most extreme moments of real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, we've got uh, Heather Ann Lehman with us from over at the uh, Parkland Theater. Mia Bell Shannon is here. Macy Ham is with us. Let me take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk some more how you can get tickets. 
and a little more about the shows here at the uh, Parkland Theater. It is a little later in the month here, so we'll tell you you got some time to to think about this. But first, this time out. Back on a penny for your thoughts. Roofs by Roger. If you need some work done on your roof, maybe you need to uh, finance a roof job, you can certainly do that. They'll work that out with you. Roofs by Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R.com is their website. And make sure you, as we get into spring here, and it is spring and it will come, and it's it's been pretty decent here lately. So get on the list. Be thinking about it. And, of course, siding and gutters and gutter guards and all that sort of thing. They're not exciting topics, but uh, they do do them. 217-834-3800, locally owned and operated, Roofs by Roger. Visiting with the folks here from Parkland Theater. And with us, uh, Macy Ham and Mia Shell, I'm sorry, Mia Bell Shannon. Almost got it wrong there. From Unity High School, right? <laughs> yep. You Unity. did everything at Unity. Wow. I did. I did lots of stuff. That was an impressive list. You ran through a whole bunch of stuff. You were, you were plugged in for sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we need to get to tickets for this. This is for The Good Doctor. Yes. Neil Simon, mm-hmm. written by. So tell us how to get tickets or where's, who wants to go first there. All right. So to get tickets, there are two different ways. You can either go to our website, which is tickets.parkland.edu, or you can also come to the box office the day of the show. They open about an hour before the show begins and purchase tickets there. Okay. And when are the dates? The dates are March 23rd through the 26th. The 23rd, 24th, and 25th are at 730, and the 26th is at 3, and this show is rated teen for adult language and content. Yeah, just keep that in mind. But the second stage theater, that's a great... uh yeah. It's a great setting. I think I've been in there a couple of times. Yeah, so. it's a little more smaller, a little mm-hmm. more intimate um, than our large main stage, um, mm-hmm. which is where we house the rest of our shows mm-hmm. for the season. And what's the, on the schedule the rest of the season? What sure. Um, after Good Doctor, uh, we have Sweeney Todd, which is opening in April and will run the first three weekends of April. Mm-hmm. What's cool about our community is we've got all these great chances for theater. You think about the theater company, you think about Parkland, all mm-hmm. that they do at the Cranert. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on. A lot to do yeah. for theater in this town. That's amazing. Okay. Well, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Appreciate thanks it. for having Good us. Good job. You guys are kind of naturals at this. <laughs> you could do radio at some point or TV, huh? <laughs> Think about that. 1057 here at DWS. Back in a moment. Ten fifty-eight, about a minute to go. We appreciate uh, Heather Ann and uh, Mia Bell and Macy for coming by. Boy, a lot of talented folks in our community, and check them out at the um, Station Theater there at uh, Parkland. At the, I'm sorry, the um, Second Stage Theater. Sorry, I get that right. Second Stage Theater for the Good Doctor. All right, ten fifty-nine. MX Electric would like to be a good doctor for any electrical needs that you have. Maybe you need some outdoor lighting or. Um, you know, need to get your TV set up for the big uh, dance, the big tournament, or whatever. Whatever it is, uh, Max can help with that. Max and his team, big uh, big jobs, little jobs, everything in between. Max is a good man. He'll take good care of He's been doing this a couple of decades, uh, started his own business. And I always admire the folks that step out and start their own business. That's uh, That takes some gumption, let me tell you. So uh, check them out, MX Electric. Our man, Max. Go to their website, MX Electric. 
Okay, appreciate you being there. Man, we covered a lot of ground, didn't we? And we've got uh, more coming up. A lot of basketball talk, I'll, I'll warn you, but it will be some open line, too, from Chicago the next two days for the Big Ten Tournament. Go Illini, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. It is 11 o'clock in CBS News next. I'm Steve Kathan. Two big city police forces in the Justice Department crosshairs. And today, Attorney General Merrick Garland said there are findings in an investigation in Louisville, a, quote, pattern of violating constitutional rights. The report finds that LMPD uses excessive force, conducts searches based on invalid warrants, unlawfully executes warrants without knocking and announcing, unlawfully stops, searches, detains, and arrests. This all follows the death of Breonna Taylor in a police raid, and Garland has launched an investigation into police in Memphis where Tyree Nichols died two months ago, specifically into use of force and special units. Last night, residents sounded off at a city council meeting. I'm afraid as a black woman. I begin to question myself. Am I doing everything right? Because I don't know what the outcome could be. The council did approve a new set of police department standards. Top security officials are telling Congress about worldwide threats, as we hear from CBS's Cami McCormick. This is the annual threat assessment, and a lot of it focuses on technology. Everything from artificial intelligence to TikTok. Director of the National Security Agency, Paul Nakasone. What's the next technology we should be chasing? FBI Director Christopher Wray. Technology and economic security have become inextricably intertwined with national security. All of this made more complicated by private industry which is behind much of the new technology. A House panel on the COVID pandemics holding its first hearing amid new government findings on the likely source of the outbreak, although there is no consensus. Robert Redfield was CDC director during the Trump years. Based on my initial analysis of the data, I came to believe, and I still believe today, that it indicates that COVID-19 more likely was the result of an accidental lab leak. In a second day of testimony on Capitol Hill, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell pointed out no decision has been made on the size of the next interest rate hike. Yesterday, he suggested they could be raised more aggressively and for a longer period of time. Some new legal drama unfolding today overseas. CBS's Vicki Barker is in London. A judge of Britain's High Court has just ruled that Prince Harry's lawsuit against the Daily Mirror tabloid over allegations of phone hacking will go to trial. The case is expected to open in May, and his lawyer has indicated the Duke of Sussex does intend to take the stand. Wall Street right now, a mixed bag. The Dow is down 42 points. The Nasdaq is up 65, and the S&P is up 11. This is CBS News. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now's the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 
800-711-6818 for as little as only one nineteen for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 800-711-6818 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. Again, 800-711-6818 now. That's 800-711-6818. Downtowns in many major cities have struggled to recover from the jolt inflicted by the COVID pandemic, from fewer workers in offices to soaring rent. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. A new Berkeley study analyzes cell phone GPS data to track activity and rank the economic recovery of 62 North American cities. San Diego's near the top of the list, but Seattle is near the bottom. A lot of these professional services don't have to be face-to-face. They have no reason to come back. Study author Karen Chappell says skyrocketing housing prices are also a problem. Maybe put some more affordable housing in downtown areas. So Seattle's now considering modifying zoning so unused offices can be turned into apartments. Markham McIntyre is Seattle's Director of Economic Development. The public safety issues are real. We've got to make sure that people feel safe. Carter Evans, CBS News, Seattle. And I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Paid for by government.com. Did you hear? A recent stash of $20 Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s has been found. These gorgeous gold coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck in the late 1800s. And less than 50 of these gold coins are available. Coin experts are calling this gold find an incredible opportunity. Call 1-800-935-7267 and you are guaranteed a $20 Gold Liberty coin minted by the U.S. Mint in the 1800s. But with extremely limited availability, you must call now. These Gold Liberty coins from the 1800s are still in uncirculated condition. That is history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-935-7267. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's Bonus Package, a $75 value free with every order. Call 1-800-935-7267 now to secure your $20 Gold Liberty coins dated from the 1800s before they sell out. That's 1-800-935-7267. 